This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast, live from the brand new studio. Know, this is yeah. so exciting. There's so much space down here, Tosh. I know, I know. <laughs> we can actually stand up in the studio, which is very exciting. Yeah, so. I don't know that we ever posted a picture for people of your I previous know. studio. We probably should have. I don't know if you still have it set up. Maybe. No, it's the, it's the art oh, room. It's the art room now. You have an art room. Yeah, yeah, oh. for, not for me. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> my, kids, my kids keep asking for one again. I yeah. we ever had an art room, but I used to like do like the little string and clip their yeah. pictures to it. Yeah. And I haven't had that happen like at least two, if not three years now. And the other day they started asking for it again. And then like Clara asked for an easel to paint on. And we've got this whole plan now where we're like putting a cheap shower curtain drop cloth thing down because she wants to do abstract paintings. Really? Oh my, yeah. that's interesting. Tell her I'll yeah, buy yeah, one. It was, uh, it was really interesting when she started them at the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> she was literally sucking paint up through a straw and blowing it at the canvas. Whoa. <laughs> it was Crayola paint, thankfully. So yeah. You want to do this, let's just set it up properly. Yes. I, I envy the art room because I tried to create such a thing downstairs, and she was like, no, no, I don't want to go to the basement. Well, you can't do it at the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. So we actually uh, not only are in a new studio, but we have our very first uh, interviewee inside the new studio as well, which is very exciting. It is. Jillian, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you guys very much. Yeah, well, thanks for being here. So maybe, do you want to just uh, introduce yourself to everyone? Well, my name is Jillian McMichael. Um, I am the owner of a little sewing company called Oh Baby, which I started four years ago in December. I've got two kids. I've got a five-year-old named Audrey, and I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter named Caroline. They're kind of the reason I do everything that I do. And your clothes are fantastic. Mm -hmm. They are. They really are. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I can't believe you've only been doing it four years because I feel like I must have been following your stuff right from the beginning then because I feel like, yeah, I've seen your stuff around for years. So to hear that it's only four years, that's really impressive. Well, thank you. Your stuff is really good quality. It's really well done. Your photos are amazing. Thank you. It helps that your clothes are amazing, but your daughters are gorgeous. So that helps. And you make fun stuff for kids too, right? Like it's not the same old, same old. Like they have some, you have some really fun patterns. And the reason we brought you here today is because you are not alone in this business here in the Moncton area. And you guys actually do a really cool thing together. Yeah. Yeah. We have a really good group of local makers. Mm -hmm. We, we ended up having a discussion at one of the craft shows. I I guess I was leading up. That must've been around the Christmas season that we, yeah. Um, and we just started kind of chit-chatting about the different people who are making different things yeah. and how easy it would be for you guys to see each other as competition. Yes. And to be, and I think sometimes those of us who are looking at all the goods kind of wonder that, like, oh, you know, is is she going to feel bad if I buy this over here from this maker? And, you know, if you post a picture of your kids and they've got, you know, three different people's, you know, local stuff on, do you guys see that as competition? And you were telling me about how much you guys actually collaborate and work together in different ways. Yeah, I mean, we have a really good group of local moms. Um, We all kind of chat one-on-one. We don't have a big group, but I find, like, I collaborate a little bit with every person. Um, Actually, one of the other local makers and I, we get together and we have sewing dates. So leading up to craft shows, she either comes to my house or we get together at her mom's house in Dieppe, and we, we work together and kind of just talk and have that social time so we're not just sitting in a room alone sewing that's that, fantastic yeah. that's kind of like us deciding to do a podcast right, like, right. so yeah. we can be friends yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> i mean that's how we started doing this was so that we could actually schedule some yes. time to spend together 
without stepping away from all those other things that we feel like we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. Well, I find too, being a stay-at-home mom and a work-at-home mom, it doesn't allow for a lot of time to socialize. Mm -hmm. I've kind of become a bit of a hermit. Yes. Over the last few years, I don't get out of my house as much as I should. And so doing this at least gives me that one-on-one time with another person. That has like-minded values. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. You can talk business with someone who actually understands the challenges that you're facing. Yes. And it's nice because we don't do competing products. She makes really adorable kids' underwear. And then I do the kids' clothes. (laughs) So there's not that raging competition where you have to one-up somebody. You know, we work together. If she needs fabric, I loan her fabric. We do it vice versa. That is so neat. It really is. It's nice to see things like that because there is so much, especially when you have craft shows and stuff like that. There, you know, is 900 soapers and 900 jewelers, and a lot of them make the same kind of thing. And I would hope that everybody behind the scenes is the same way that you guys are, because I would have never guessed that. And I'm kind of like in the backside of, of event planning for those as well. And you just never know when you're inviting people to your events who you're going to upset because you've invited this person or that person, but there's a pretty good chance that I've got that all wrong and you're not upsetting anybody actually, right? <laughs> no, for the most part. Um, and even I find if you go to a craft show and you've got two people that make baby items, I try and look at it as a way that the customer has choice because we don't all use the same fabrics. We don't all make everything the exact same way. So then they can shop around and find what they really want. They're mm-hmm. not leaving with something they bought just because they felt like they had to. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, too. Absolutely. I love the way that you think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is the ideal. That's how you want to think everyone is yeah. is approaching it. Are there other ways that you guys have been able to kind of, you know, work together and support each other? Um, I've actually started a little fabric group. It's open. It's not just local makers. It's anybody that has, sews and has any interest. So it's a place for people to post fabric for sale in the Moncton area so you don't have to ship it, which saves a lot on cost. Mm-hmm. You're paying usually about $20 even to ship two or three yards of fabric. Oh, wow. Um, and then the other thing that we do is if there's a big group buy, because um, there's there's a whole world of fa- custom fabric companies. And so they open it up, they show your art, the art that they have, you put in the order, and then in about 12 weeks when it arrives to them from the printers, they mail it out. So to save money, what we do is we'll go in on group buys, and everybody chips in a little bit for shipping, it goes to one person's house, and then they hand it out to everybody else. Huh. So, so some of those really neat fabrics that you see yes. show up, the you know the very trendy stuff. Yes. That's neat to know that you guys are working together yeah. rather than yeah. yeah, really kind of undercutting yourselves by being in competition. Everyone trying to spend that money and everyone yeah. trying to figure out yeah which who's going to have which pattern and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I find too, if you're ordering with another local maker, if you see what they're getting, you're like, okay, well maybe I'm going to go with this one instead. So we don't have the exact same items. True. And it'll kind of allows for a bit more variety in the local market as well. I've seen you take trips to Bangor and whatnot to yes. get to get uh, material as well. Now, if you were do- doing something like that, would you post on your page, I'm heading down, or do you have any requests, yes. things like that? Yeah. And even um, if I see something that I know another local maker that I'm friends with would like, I'll take pictures when I'm at the fabric store and just kind of let them know it's there. Yeah. So. Do you need me to pick this up for you? Yep. Bring it back? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's really fantastic. It's it's nice to hear that that's what's happening behind the scenes because I think I think there's probably a lot of misconceptions out there among people who will see, you know, makers who've started these clothing lines yeah. and they either think that, you know, you you're huge and you've got all this inventory and all this stuff going on 
and don't realize just how small scale this still really is and how much it impacts yeah. you and your family and the other makers. Well, and one thing I've tried to shift my mindset with is calling myself a small batch artisan. Ooh. Because I'm making no more than five to ten maybe of something in that print. I only buy two to three yards usually at a time. So that's either like ten pairs of pants or four hoodies or a mix of of both of those things. So you're mm -hmm. not gonna get something that you're gonna see on 30 or 40 children. You're getting something that, you know, you might have a one-off. You might have like two of out there. Yeah. And then some of my stuff even gets shipped across Canada. So you might not see somebody in this community wearing what your kid is wearing. Yeah, that's kind of fun. That's very fun. Yeah. <laughs> and to think too that it's, it's not just that novelty factor in that, you know, ooh, I've got something that no one else has, but that you're supporting someone local doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I literally, I have an office in my basement. I work with my kids running in and sitting on my lap while I sew. It's it's very much a family thing. Um, I even, my five-year-old daughter now, she'll help me pick out fabrics and help me figure out what I'm going to be making. So it's it's fun to include her in that when I started, she was she was less than a year old. She wasn't even walking when I started. So what, what made you want to start? Did you just, like... You were buying her clothes, obviously, yeah, and then you were like, yeah, enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was buying her clothes at all the normal places around town, and I found, like, everybody always looked the same. And then her clothes, she was growing out of so fast, because mm -hmm. before a year, it's, like, every three months. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. there was nobody local sewing to sell when I started. I started with bandana bibs. And then there was another lady, I guess, who started around the same time as me, and we both kind of worked along kind of the same rate. And as I got my confidence back with sewing, I, I bought a serger and I decided to try making pants and other things. Wow. So you just kind of went for it. Yeah. That's that's incredible. So I, what's your sewing background, though? Like like home ec class in high school? <laughs> we didn't even have a real home ec class. Really? Um, I started hand sewing little, um, we liked Beanie Babies. Oh, yes. Kids. So when we were 12, my friends and I, we would stay up on sleepovers and we would make these little stuffed animals and fill them with beans. Really? Yeah. I still actually, I think I still have all of them. My kids found them and started playing with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when I was 16, I got pet rats and they hammocks for their cages. Oh, wow. And I started hand sewing those and I realized that was not practical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever. So I, um, I stole my mom's old sewing machine and I just came up with some designs and their cage was totally outfitted. Wow. That's really cool. I have a sewing machine that, you know, just tanked out up there. I've made, like, a duvet cover for Sarah's bed oh, once, which so. is a big square. So, I mean, come on. It wasn't that hard. Uh, but but yes, sewing yes, the zipper it into is, it. Yeah. I it's not a perfect not square. Home ec, yeah. <laughs> in our school, you had the choice between home ec and music. Oh. Yeah. You and had to choose. Wins. And music won. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And now I'm like, man, that clarinet lesson... <laughs> Not doing me any good anymore. <laughs> Sold that clarinet years ago. I really could have used those sewing lessons. In my yeah, life. <laughs> yeah. And then no. Well, and at the time, I mean, band was a good choice. It's you know, there's there's a lot of value in having music. It, yes. There's yes. no value in putting them up against each other. No. That yeah. that was the, the, yeah. the short straw there. But um, I too had that like desire, especially. I guess probably even just before I started having kids, when I had like a goddaughter that I wanted to make things for, and I was like, oh. I should get a sewing machine. I should learn how to do this because my mom used to sew stuff yeah. when I was it a kid because that's be that what people hard. did. Exactly. Yeah. It can yes, be that it can. hard. Yes, it I can. I can't use that damn no. thing. Alex has used it. I can't use it. I, I can't because figure he out. he took home ec yeah. in school. He knows. See? See? <laughs> I tried. I, I Every time I set my mind, I have to call my mom. So what's the thing at the bottom for? <laughs> do I have to pull that out? Work. I can't <laughs> follow it at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that 
perhaps if I got, you know, a sewing machine that wasn't older than I am. Well, mm-hmm. That you, might help. Using one of those Singer sewing machines. Oh, it's, <laughs> the it's, the older one machine is so much better. Yeah. Oh, I, the yeah. Ones, like most they things. They yeah. just about anything. Yeah. The <laughs> ones just fall apart. Yeah. Either way, I can't. Anything I do sew, I end up sewing by hand. And yeah, and very quickly learn that I'm like, oh, okay, no, if I want to do like one or two things, I will do that and I'll sit and take the time to do it by hand. And yeah, yeah I'm, none of it involves clothing because. Yeah. <laughs> yes, clothing sewn by hand doesn't tend to no. hold up quite as well. No. No. Could you imagine? <laughs> Some people actually, I, there are people in the sewing groups online that do it by hand, and I have a lot of respect for that. I'd say, yeah. It takes a long time, and it's a lot of detail to make sure it's not going to fall apart. Yeah, absolutely. I can't even, when you take it out of the sewing machine, I don't know how to make sure that that thread's not going to pull back out. Oh, you just need to reverse on the uh. sewing machine. <laughs> See? I'm learning stuff today. I, I feel like Alex has told me that too. I'm like, yeah, sure. I didn't know like, that. I, I don't, I'm just I shooting tried to the best. I make line ones and it's just like. I'm trying to make oh, a line. Straight lines are the worst on sewing machines. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a, a curve. Better. No, straight lines are impossible. <laughs> <laughs> there, feel better. Yeah, a little bit. You should. A bit. You should. Yeah. I'm looking at the shirt you're wearing now, and I'm yes. sure that you made this, right? Yes. And it's incredible. Oh, thanks. Like the cuffs and everything. Like that's no, and it looks so comfortable. Yeah, I love it. It's a really nice material. Thank you. Yeah, it's and very it, fun. we'll post a picture of us with Jillian in her sweater, in her sweater, in her sweater. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's my Northern Ontario just came out me there. Really, <laughs> because like, I heard Saturday Night Live skits. <laughs> Sweaty balls? Maybe just more my Alec Baldwin coming out of me than, <laughs> than anything else. What do you think of Fabricville here in town? Um, I actually kind of love it now. Yeah? Uh, when I first started sewing, they had absolutely no stretch fabrics. Oh, okay. Um, so I stopped going in there for years. And now you can go in. Um, the fox fabric that I'm wearing is actually like a French terry. So on the back side of it, there's all these little loops. Oh, yeah. And it's like a really nice warm fabric. It's perfect for fall, winter, and spring. Mm. Um, they also have cotton lycras, which are, you know, your basic, like, kind of T-shirt. You okay. use them for pants. They have solids. They've got prints. Um, I even picked up some stretch denim, like, de- jegging fabric Ooh. a couple weeks ago. Interesting. That really impressed me. Yeah. It's cheaper than buying it online. <laughs> really? So I actually, Fabricville is now my first choice other than, like, I, w- I used to go down to the States and go to Joanne Fabrics a lot. Okay. And Fabricville is beating them out now. That's awesome. And it's right there. You don't have to pay shipping. You don't have to cross the border. I wondered because... Another local support. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I know um, not knowing what I'm looking for when I go in there, right? I I wasn't sure for someone that does it uh, for a living what you would find because they have so much. And I think that's kind of more my thing is that I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just taught a friend to sew actually a couple months ago. And what I did was I walked her through Fabricville and I had her touch all the fabrics and I told her what they were and kind of what project they would be good for. Hmm. And that also helps with online shopping because once you felt it in person, you have a better idea of what you need for the project. She's been doing some good stuff. Yeah, I've been watching has. the stuff she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're talking about. It. I've been seeing her yeah, stuff I'm popping up. Very, it's good. very, very proud of her and what she's accomplished in a very short amount of time. How do those conversations go between you know your group and the other makers locally when you're talking about these ways that you can work together or things that do pop up where you're maybe going to be in a bit of competition? You know, how, is, are there ever like tough? discussions that happen where people are, are trying to find that right balance? Um, I mean, I've definitely, over the past few years, there's been makers that I've had more conflict with than others. It doesn't always go well. Um, the group that I talk with now are amazing, um, but we also haven't been in a situation really where we're in competition. 
like I stepped back from making bandana bibs because we have some fantastic local makers who are doing that and killing it. Mm -hmm. They turn out amounts of bibs that I could never dream of. So, you know, rather than kind of go head to head, I've learned over the years just to, if it's something that's not my passion, I just step back from it. Right. You know, rather than butt heads. I think that's fantastic advice. And I think that's so hard to find for yourself where those lines are. And, yeah. and especially in this day and age where everything is so in your face, if you're on social media, of what everyone is doing, yes. you can feel that like, oh, if they're doing that and I am I know how to do it, shouldn't I be doing that too? And it's so hard, I think, for people to be able to be that self-aware to go, no, it, that's not my passion. Yeah. I'm going to support this person who's doing awesome at it. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm going to stay over here and do what I want to do, yes. not just chase what someone else is yeah. telling me or what I'm hearing in my head. Maybe I should try to do because, oh, look, someone else is making money at it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you guys first started conversing and making, no, you said you didn't have a group chat or anything like that. it's all one-on-one, really. But where did you all, like, where did it come together? Were you all, like, at a craft show and and you started chatting, or did you just reach out to someone and say, hey, like, I think we should be friends? (laughs) Um, It's a lot of, like, reaching out privately. Yeah. Um, One of the ladies, like, the lady who makes the underwear that is a really good friend of mine, we met, actually, through um, La Leche League and baby-wearing meetings. So I kind of met her, and I saw what she was wearing, and she was like, I made it. And I was like, you did not. <laughs> point, I wasn't making my own clothes, and it just amazed me. It was a whole world. Like, I made baby pants, mm-hmm. and that was it. And I'm like, you, you can make your own shirts? Yeah. <laughs> so she really, like, opened my eyes to that side of it, and now I, I make – I don't buy store-bought shirts. I make all my own shirts. So I was going to cool. ask you about that yeah. next because yeah. we talked about that at the craft yes. show about – your, your philosophy, your your values, I guess, when it comes to clothing. And yeah. I, I would love to hear you share that again. Well, um, I started making clothes actually for myself in the fall of 2016. And going into the new year, I don't typically make New Year's resolutions just because I know I'm going to break them. So <laughs> why, why even bother starting? But I decided in the new year of 2017 that I was not going to buy any more store-bought clothes unless it was something that didn't make sense for me to make myself. So bras, socks, and jeans. Mm, Makes sense. Yeah. The only thing, like I draw the line, I just don't have time. Yeah. (laughs) I tried making my own jeans. It was three hours and I cut them down to shorts because I wasn't happy with how they were. (laughs) So, but everything else, shirts, t-shirts, tank tops, sweaters, um, leggings are all, I make them myself because uh, the other thing that I have an issue with is the fashion industry, the fast fashion industry. You don't know what kind of conditions your clothes are being made in. And if you're buying a shirt for $10, I can guarantee you that that employee is not making a living wage. Right. So now I try and source fabrics that I know for the most part are ethically made um, and make my own clothes because I know it's my labor going into it. Um, And I can also tailor the fit so I get clothes that fit me better. Mm -hmm. And I'm expressing myself more now through my clothes because I'm finding fun, unique fabrics. So I feel like I don't just fit this one mold. Now just to get you out of the house so that yes. people can see <laughs> yeah, the clothes. Yeah, I need to get out of my house and then people can actually see them. I feel you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is my weekly outing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't even get to leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Is there any anything else that we haven't talked um, about that Yeah, well I mean, one thing that I really wanted to touch on too was I've gotten into pattern testing now for um, this really cool indie pattern designer. They do PDF patterns. So it's not like your mama's store-bought yeah. like yeah. paper patterns that you get. <laughs> Those little 
bundles that you used to flick through. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this whole indie movement now of pattern designers online. Cool. Um, there's a ton of different companies out there, and I actually got picked almost two years ago to come on as a, pa- um, a pattern tester. Wow. So what ends up happening is we all get into this little closed Facebook group, and we're assigned, based on our size, a style of shirt or pants or whatever, um, and we have a deadline. So it's usually within three or four days we have to have it sewn up and have fit pictures taken. And we give our feedback. We make sure the tutorials read correctly. Um, and then we have to get final pictures, so like kind of professional quality. Um, so I've been doing that for almost two years. Uh, and it's cool because a lot of times I'm the only Canadian yeah. that's in the group. And it's neat to represent East Coast mm. Canada and what we can do. Absolutely. So I'm actually starting one today. I have to go down and download the pattern and get that <laughs> sewn up. Um, and then the other thing that I've been doing a lot is um, strike-off sewing for fabric companies. Because, again, we have custom fabric companies. It's all, like, little work-at-home moms. And what they do is they either, you know, they find art that they can buy online or they're artists themselves. And they do up designs and sell the fabric and then order it from manufacturing companies. So that allows a lot more creativity. So I'm actually doing strike-off. So what I do is I'm sent fabric for free. And I have to sew it up and take professional quality pictures and use that to advertise their business and help them get sales. So I get that ahead of time. And I've branched off now into adminning for a fabric company. So I work for her and I help her run it. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you're doing a a lot in that basement there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is part of the reason why, like, I... If you follow my business, you've seen that I've been a little quieter (laughs) than usual lately. And it's because... I've been spending so much time on like personal projects and I think my count in January I made myself 19 new pieces of clothing. Wow. That's Between, awesome. Like shirts, tank tops, I needed all new underwear, so <laughs> that was like high priority. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been it's been a lot of fun and it's been a real like trial by fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and learning on the fly cuz I'm all self-taught. I didn't yeah, ever really. have any lessons yeah, or anything. Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. It is amazing. I yeah. say to people, like, if I can do it, you can do it. Right. Because I'm the least skilled person you'll ever meet. Uh, I don't, I don't believe that. that now. No, I don't believe that. I think there's some natural talent that was there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's good advice for people to keep in mind because I know a lot of people, you know, it for us, for women, it's that, like, oh, you've got a kid and you decide, oh, this corporate job that I was following is yeah. not a passion. It's not you know, pulling me the way it used to, or, you know, it never did in the first place. And, you know, constantly you see people saying, what can I do from home? What Mm -hmm. can I do? And not everyone can do what you're doing, but I think it's great for people to know that, yeah, you find a passion and you don't know what doors that might open up, right? Like, could you have imagined five years ago that you'd be product testing and pattern testing and like all these things, like, how do you even know those things exist? Exactly. Honestly, I had no idea. And now it's a whole, like, it's your job. It's your, you know, that's your income. And so I think there are so many little things out there like that, that I think, yeah, that first step of just following a passion Mm -hmm. can lead to such amazing things. And the important thing to remember too is you don't have to be perfect. Right. You know, if you screw up, I was making an infinity scarf two weeks ago, and instead of a scarf, I got a freaking pillow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can make a shirt from start to finish, but that scarf threw me. I had to have my friend that I taught to sew come over and walk me through 
fixing wow. our stuff. Wow. So don't be afraid to screw up. Yes. It happens. Yeah. Most of the time it's fixable. Yeah. <laughs> most most of the time. <laughs> just yeah, start another project. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Move on to, to the play next with. one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sometimes it just takes fresh eyes, right? Yeah. To yeah, to check that out. So if people wanted to uh, follow your work, let's tell everybody where they can find your stuff. Uh, yeah, it's all on Facebook. It's um, Oh Baby on Facebook. Should oh. be damn proud of what you're making. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. hey, every now and then I will make something that I'm proud of, and then I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't ever want to make that again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I made a sewing project like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I made these really nice dolls for the kids once, and one of them, like, it, it, it's been loved so well that nice. Rory brought it to me. He's like, fix this. I'm like, I don't know how to fix yeah. it. I don't know how I made it. How do you expect me to fix it? Yeah. <laughs> like, this I is can't gone. Yeah. No, Batman just permanently has a hole in him. I'm sorry. Batman, yeah. She's going to yeah. put a Band-Aid on him. No, <laughs> I, I've already tried to fix him once, and now he's this weird thing. <laughs> that reminds me, I tried to recreate my friends. She made her kids this stuffed bat. I can recreate that. <laughs> it's the scariest thing. I've ever seen my it's the scariest oh, thing. It's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Well, I think that uh, wraps up this episode in Peckle Planet Podcast. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll pop links to your Facebook page and we'll mm-hmm. post about this and stuff too so people can find it nice and easy. But uh, yeah, fantastic stuff to follow. And I'm sure uh, people are out and about at shows. They'll see you around eventually. They'll be around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always there. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, now when they see you, they'll have a conversation to start up because they've listened to this podcast. Perfect. Absolutely. Remember to uh, leave us some reviews if you like the podcast today. And if you have any ideas about future podcasts, we'd love to hear about that too. 